Welcome back. Welcome in. This is Country Roads Confidential at Earsports.com, a Paramount podcast product. My name is Mike Casaza. Welcoming in Chris Anderson. Chris, we're going to talk today about the transfer portal, which it seems like we do a bunch. Maybe we'll get into tampering implications in the roster, which it seems like we do a bunch. The twist here, though, we talk about problems. This conversation may be about solutions. What's going on here? Well, there's a report last night that from Dennis Dodd at CBS Sports that the NCAA is, or no, that sorry, that was a different one. Uh, but the a report from Ross, I think, over at Sports Illustrated about new transfer windows that there's going to be a push from coaches, presumably at the annual coaches meeting. To, I guess, I mean, to, to push forward transfer windows. I mean, there I mean, there didn't seem to be too many details on it yet, but I think this is something that coaches have alluded to. Neil Brown has several times during press conferences that uh, tra- windows, kind of like free agency windows, transfer windows are coming to college football. Finally. Finally, yes. Like the immediate reaction that coaches had was ugh, and then well if we're going to have this we got to have some sort of a calendar the whole college football recruiting calendar has to be overhauled too right uh yeah absolutely i think you as we're about to have this conversation i have the recruiting calendar up and i'm just looking at it and i'm like well this is where i would and we'll get into this in a second where we you and i think these these windows should be and my thought is well you got to put the count the window here but then you have to move this part there, this part here, and change. Just I mean, it just seems like a total overhaul, which is I think why this could be not a disaster, but a little moving slower than I think coaches want because they're going to have to change everything. And this is my first question for you: Do the windows have to be different for every sport? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, like. I talked to people who were like, why the heck is this May 1 deadline for football, but also basketball? Right. And that makes sense. So you're going to have floating windows, too. The proposal for football, this is what Dennis Dodd has reported and and just in a quick conversation with someone this morning, um, corroborates. So no reason not to believe Dennis, but I was talking to someone else and said, hey, by the way, what do you think about this? Um, you're going to have two portal windows, which instead of the thing that's now is just like, the, the the revolving door that you can kind of go in whenever you want. But you're going to have basically from the last weekend of games in November, which is your last regular season. So maybe upon completion of the regular season could be a, a fuzzy first bookend to the signing date in December, which is what, three weeks maybe? Mm-hmm. Or five days after a player's game. So you might say, end of a player's regular season to end of a player's season. Because, for example, if if you play at Kansas, you might be done the last weekend of November. If you play at Alabama, you might be done the first weekend in January. So there's there's something there, but you're kind of seeing bookends for sure, which I like. The second one would be, I want to say it was April 15. Yeah, here we go. April 15 to May 1. Um, that may get stretched to like April to May, too, because – spring dates start um, all across April and then all across April too. In fact, I think a couple actually West Virginia started in March too, right? Yeah. 
So again, you're, you're looking at bookend dates. They're fuzzy, but they kind of have a, a position of where they're going to be. I don't know what the particulars would be. I kind of like five days after a player's regular season ends to, I don't know, five days after the championship game. That's weird. I don't know how they're going to do that, but I do like an after the regular season. And then I, I would just say spring football because some guys may realize in the middle of it, I'm done. I've done five or six these. I'm not moving up. What I thought was going to happen is happening. Let me get my name in there. Why wait until it's over? But there should be a, a cap at the end. So I don't see how they get around after the season and after spring football. Um, I said fuzzy number or fuzzy bookends here. What do you think should be specific about it? So the post-spring thing, I feel, is, is the easiest. That is a natural transition of of because I, I get what you're saying about hey halfway through the spring you're like all right i'm obviously third string let's just go ahead and get this over with and get out of here um for me it would need i i think it should basically be I don't, do we want to say like the whole month of may because for that month of may you know by that point at the end of april spring football is over everywhere most colleges are ending that first week of may the first, second week of May, right around now is when, you know, we're in finals week and everything like that at different colleges around the uh, around the country. That's also when you can take some visits. So if you keep it open for the whole month of May, you can finish spring football, finish your semester of school, finish your finals, go on a couple visits, and then make your decision and then enroll for that first week of June when summer classes start. For me... I mean, I again, I get the whole hey, we're halfway through spring, let's get over with, and and some and some teams finishing spring football like on April 9th or 16th, and in West Virginia on April 23rd, but still give it a few days for exit interviews and everything like that. For me, May just seems like just a whole month. There, it's open. Go May, you can transfer. Um, the other window, and there needs to be another window. That is far more difficult for the reasons you mentioned about teams ending at different times because part of the, there, there's an argument of, Hey, do it for the first two weeks of December. So you can also, you know, make it concurrent with the end of that recruiting session for, for the signing day on that third Wednesday in December, that way it all works together and you know what you got, except some schools are still playing, some are not. And, do you really want to do that? Because I think a lot of people go get transfers after mm -hmm. what they missed or didn't miss in the recruiting class. But then you're saying, okay, well, how about after the recruiting window? And you're talking in late December and coaches are going to stab somebody if they then have to do all of this over the holidays. Mm -hmm. They're going to go nuts. Like, they, you know, that that's not something that anybody wants to do. Recruits don't want to do it. Coaches don't want to do it. Nobody wants to do it. So then you're getting into January. By that time, everybody's done with their season. However, you're really shortening the window here because a lot of schools are going to be starting that second week of January, maybe the third week of January. And obviously, we've seen them kind of flex out when you can enroll past the deadlines at most schools. But if you wait until January and make it like the first, you know, to like maybe January 3rd to January 17th or something like that, I feel like that's a pretty tight window and that window and I think the data backs this up. The post regular season influx of transfers is greater than the post spring football influx of transfers. Oh yeah. 
So you're you're getting a lot more guys in only two weeks of time, which just seems like a small time. So I don't have an answer for post regular season, but there needs to be a window in there somewhere. Yeah, I'm talking like, hey, five days after a player's regular season, five days after their season ends. But that could be two months for some people. And again, if we're saying why go all the way to the spring if you know you're going to leave? Well, why go through that that bowl prep or whatever if you know you're going to leave? So that's unfair. So the proposal, and this is from Todd Berry, who the former Air Force coach, who's now the ED executive director of the AFCA, which Neil Brown, member of the board of trustees, he's been vocal about this. He said, I want to talk to Todd Berry about this. So he's had some input on this too. But this proposal they're going to put forward is um, final Sunday in November until the signing day in mid-December, and then one from April 15 to May 1. Again, those 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 dates may be a little bit more mobile or kind of fuzzy just because of variables of teams and all that and who plays longer, so on and so forth. However, I like definitive dates, and here's why. And I'm sure coaches do why know why, too. Um, players have to take this seriously now. This is far too uh, footloose, fancy-free, so to speak, for players who get to go in and just kind of threaten it or, hey, I'm thinking about it or I'm going in, I'm coming out, and they're leveraging for NIL, for playing time. What can you do to keep me, coach? Well, you can't do that in January and February and March now. You can't if they have these dates in there. And that's good for the welfare of coaching staffs and program and recruiting. And it can be good for players, too. Um, I think it's probably a bad thing that there are so many transfers. And if you put a quick date in after the regular season, it probably encourages some players to stick around a little bit longer, which is not bad for education or even athletic development. And who knows, maybe they come back in the spring and things are better. Maybe other players at their position have transferred. Maybe a place they want to go has taken in transfers from somewhere else. All the variables can change, and there's nothing necessarily evil about encouraging a player to stay on campus just for a little bit longer. Like, you're not handcuffing them there, but you're saying, hey, you have this period of time now between mid-December to mid-April. You can always go somewhere else. Now, if you want to go, you still can, but you better make up your mind fast. And in between... No games, no flirtations, no leverage, so on and so forth. Like, if you want to go get something, go get it. You better take this seriously. And if not, you're going to have to wait a couple months. Um, that is kind of the opposite of all the player luxuries that we're seeing. And I'm the guy who would love to see players have luxuries. I just think it's getting a little bit too far-fetched and, and there's too much out there. I think it's okay to rein it back a little bit and kind of restore some of the order. I'm not saying go back to this almost authoritarian way that it was before where schools and, and coaches and programs kind of had the iron fist and they could bang the gavel and do what they wanted. But this is running away from what was toward what could be. And what could be is kind of frightening when you think about it. I think it's okay to slow it down a little bit. And then if you're just controlling this one little bit of it, that's okay. And if you're just putting dates in that are constricted in time and separated by some proximity too. I don't hate that either. I just think that the players have to take this seriously and understand that there's a whole lot attached to this. And if and if if that doesn't make sense, think about Bob Huggins, for example, who just pulls his hair out about players who do things for their own individual rights, which then impedes upon the rights of their teammates and their coaches and their fans and so on and so forth. This is kind of a restorative measure to kind of get back to the way we were. Is, is that good or bad? I don't know. But I certainly see the logic from the AFC about trying to put that back in place. And I like a plan. That seems like a plan. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm with you. Because I think uh, Wong, the basketball player from Miami, when it came out that night, and I made a comment about it. You know, he, he was upset because 
they had just got the Kansas State transfer and literally announced a two-year, $800,000 deal. Um, it was like, like literally announcing a contract like an NFL player. Um, and Wong got upset, wanted to leave, all that stuff. And I made a comment about it. People got on me. I said, no, 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 no. I, I am all for anybody at any level being able to find what they're worth and make as much money as they possibly can wherever they possibly can. However, with the current state of things, the players have the best of both worlds. They they get the money and they don't have the responsibility or the contractual obligations that anybody else in the world does. If you want to make this big money, if you want to sign these contracts, if you want to get money paid to play, literally now, I mean, we're, we're again, we're not, I'm not even calling it NIL anymore. This is, this is paid to play for a lot of these guys. That comes with for everything. It should come with free agency windows, contracts, buyouts, all that stuff. You don't get to choose. I want all the good stuff. And then, okay, okay, with the good stuff comes this. Oh, no, no, no. I'm a student athlete now. No, no, no. If you want to get paid, you're a professional. You're going to get treated like a professional. And it comes with all the negatives as well. Real quick before we go, and you're the person to talk to about this. It sounds like that parallel to this maneuver, there are going to be, well, one, redesign the recruiting calendar. We kind of covered that. But keep the 85, nix the 25, Mm -hmm. but also still maintain your official visit list at 56. Yes. So this makes sense because... 25 is almost unreasonable now. Like you're acknowledging by putting the transfer portal in that transferring is, is a, it is a recruiting class, right? 25 doesn't make sense anymore because of the number out and the number you can bring in, the number that go out and you have to bring in. But also you're going to look at some of the have nots who are going to look at some of the have and say, they're just going to turn their roster over every year and get what they can. We'll keep the 85, but that official visit thing is going to be tricky too. And that's a safeguard to make sure you're not just flipping over your roster and, and doing full blown free agency every year. Why would the 85, 56, 25, why would those proposed changes make sense? No, I'm with you uh, wholeheartedly. Cause if you, if you get rid of all limitations, I mean, you, one, you can't get rid of the 85. If you get mm-hmm. rid of the 85, this whole, oh, all the blue bloods, they get whoever they want, whenever they want, and it's going to be only 10% of the, you know, 10 teams every year. It will really only be 10 teams every year because there are going to be 10 to 15 teams that can get, that will afford to have 125 kids on scholarship, essentially just pilfering through who they can figure out to have the best team on the field. So you have to keep the 85. And then 25, like you said, just wildly unreasonable. Uh, given all the transfers and everything, you you just can't cap it at 25 anymore. And um, the 56 for the official visits. I mean, I, I agree with everything you said, Mike. Like you 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 have those teams say, okay, fine, you know, we'll keep it at 85, and then we'll just have a thousand transfers visit and recruits visit and and add 40 kids every single year, you know, and just push other kids out the door on the way. But if you go with the 56. Um, then, you know, you can limit how many guys can come in. I mean, I guess you could try to work around it by getting commitments from kids with unofficial visits, but good luck with that. That just doesn't happen anymore. Famous philosopher once said, uh, don't worry about the problem, worry about the solution. Do you know who that was? I do not. Shaq. (laughs) 
read that in Slam Magazine once, and I was like, well, how about that? And that's been a, a motto of mine for quite some time, too. Uh, don't fake the funk, I guess. Anything else, Chris? Uh, no, that's it on the transfer windows. This is going to happen, too. I think this will be part of the next legislative cycle, and, and you'll feel it next year, which is had to happen. So that's good. So kudos to the AFCA. Um, we'll talk about the NCAA before long. I have a feeling that they're going to stick their nose into some things now because it just seems like the time is right and the crowd is receptive to change. And, and that's the moment where you hear the NCAA's music and they come in and say, hey, we're back, and they're going to try to throw their weight around. We'll cover that in a future episode. Until then, I'm Mike Casaza. And I'm Chris Anderson. We'll talk to you next time.